0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart.
1: Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company,
0: Golden, Colorado. What's it doing? Designing my new 2021 Nissan Kicks Online in the Kicks Color Studio. I give each a special name. This one's electric blue, orange, red, white. I call it the gumball machine. (laughs) You think it's me? I feel like you're more of a red velvet guy. Limitless Possibilities. With over 100 million available color combinations and Bose Personal Plus System in the boldly new 2021 Nissan Kicks. Bose is a registered trademark of the Bose Corporation. Color combinations include interior and exterior colors. Customization is an available feature subject to availability at participating Nissan dealers. See dealer for details. Welcome everybody to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski.
1: That man ate all our
0: shrimp and two plastic
1: lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man
0: welcome into to another edition of the i'm fat podcast i am recamp alongside fellow fat jay zawoski jay the weather's finally cooled down a little bit it's been a busy week for the two of us and uh you know the podcast has really been getting some pub lately
1: absolutely uh not only are we thriving on social media with listener interaction and thank you for that if you see A Facebook post or a Twitter post and you've participated in the conversation, that helps us out a lot. If you have any understanding of algorithms, especially on Facebook, the more interaction something gets, the more visibility it gets. And it's been showing up in our results and in our ratings and everything. So we appreciate it. We appreciate you participating even when we're not in the air. And obviously, for listening to the podcast, if you want to follow us, easy to do. We're on Twitter at I'm Fat Pod, Facebook.com slash I'm Fat Pod. And uh, I'm fatpod at gmail.com is the email address.
0: So, I guess to start off in that same vein, uh, I want to send a thank you out to WGN Morning News' Marcus LaShock,
1: who mm-hmm.
0: has been, you know, I believe we're all, you know, following each other on Twitter and stuff. And also on Facebook picked up the thing that really just kind of caught fire this week. And that was the ice cream truck picture of you know basically pick one what was your go-to yeah that
1: one that one picked up a ton of steam
0: seriously like it was i kept getting the note because i don't know i still have notifications set on my phone yeah i know i'm about to change that (laughs) hell no (laughs) yeah i also most of the time have like my volume off or at least yeah yeah quiet enough to where it doesn't really bother me i have a pretty high tolerance for that But yeah, that thing, my phone was blowing up the entire time because we were getting so much interaction on it.
1: Yeah, so if you didn't see this, we're not going to tell you every item on the thing, but there's 29 different ice cream sundries uh, listed on this good humor. It almost looks like the menu on the side of the truck. It says ice cream truck pulls up. You only get one. And it was a very difficult thing. I went with the old WWF superstars. Uh, it's almost like a cookie sandwich on a stick. It has like the vanilla cookie, like a vanilla wafer mm-hmm. with ice cream and chocolate in between. One Rick that got a lot of votes that I'd never had before was the shark fin. Have you ever had the shark fin? I've not had the shark fin. I guess it's like a lemon ice flavor. Like, you know, okay. you go to the Cubs game or Sox game and you get the cup, the lemon cup with the wooden, like the flat wooden paddle to mm-hmm. serve yourself the food. Yes. So you get, ooh, it's lemon and slivers. Delicious. Um, That's, I guess, the flavor of the shark fin. But a lot of people voted for that. And the other thing I really like is whatever character you want it to be, but it's the... um it's the eye, gumball eyeballs or nose. Like, yes. there's a frog. There's a Mario. There used to be the Ninja Turtles were always my go-to. That was my close second. But I chose the WWF bars, and I know those are back. I just can't find them anywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was surprised at how popular those were. Maybe it's just because, like,
0: I never watched wrestling growing up, so it never really caught my eye. When I was, like, at the time, I would lean towards number three, the Magnum ice cream bar, sans almonds, though, the non-almond version. But if I were to do it now, I would go for number eight, the strawberry shortcake bar.
1: which oh, it's is, healthy. Yeah, of course. It's strawberries. It's fruit. And it's the cake is short. Yes. <laughs> By the way, that's the only Magnum you'll ever be buying.
0: Oh, that's 100% <laughs> a fact.
1: <laughs> I mean, I could buy it. I just couldn't use it. <laughs> yeah, that and a bag of rubber bands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: god that's so true so uh thank you to everybody for participating in that speaking of rubber bands and magnums we want to congratulate a li- <laughs> a listener michael who emailed i'm at gmail.com he welcomed a bundle of joy to this world jay
1: it was a beefy bundle of joy. <laughs> Looks like it weighed about two pounds. Uh, good to see Michael, who is, I mean, you look at Michael, and you're talking about, he's got the gym shorts on, mm-hmm. he's got the, oh man, he just, he fits the profile of an I'm Fat podcast listener, just cradling his new baby burrito, poking at its little belly, holding it up, giving it kisses. He went to La Bamba in um, yeah, that's where Lafayette. Yeah, right the baby was from la bamba <laughs> hospital in lafayette indiana <laughs> but i have had la bamba burritos i've had they're always in college towns for whatever reasons and i think the first burrito i ever had was from la Bamba's. that might be correct wow i know i think that might be the like, i might have visited a, a relative or a friend it, it had to be a relative because i would have been young and uh that I think La Bombas was the first burrito I ever ate.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm very happy for Michael because that that looked like a very satisfying delivery. Healthy baby, healthy baby for sure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's I I just love the creativity. So good on Michael for having the pictures, for having the proof out there, and sharing it with us because yeah that's what we want from the i'm fat podcast community and what? you can find
1: the pictures on the facebook page or the twitter account mm-hmm. rick when i opened that i was just sitting on my couch i opened the email like oh he went to la baba school because I, I always like review the email because i'm a notification clearer i have okay. to clear them immediately i'll no, crash up i'll I'm crash my leader. car before i leave a notification unanswered yep. so i am just watching tv check it and I'm like okay and I scrolled I'm like oh my god he sent pictures of himself with his burrito then I opened the photos and he's holding it like a baby I think I laughed for like a good three minutes straight and Hope was concerned with me it's like what is wrong like why are you, I have not seen you laugh this hard probably ever and then like the next day I laughed about it again it was just it was so creative and so funny it is right on the mark so thank you Mike uh, that was awesome that made our day
0: absolutely um I, I know you had a, a a food experience this weekend, but I have something that I've seen in the food world this week that I kind of have to bring up as a point of contention. Okay. That I understand a lot of people like the artistic ability that it takes to make everyday <laughs> items l- that are made of cake look yes. like the normal item. Uh-huh. I don't like being teased with the possibility that everything is cake <laughs> Unless everything is really cake.
1: Have you just been eating things around your house just in case? Nope, I'm, that is actually a light bulb.
0: Yeah, you know, this <laughs> microphone, I was kind of poking at it a little bit and I was like, you know what, you know, yeah. let, let me just take a nibble and, and nothing. It's just, it's not cake. So unless everything is going to be cake, I don't like being led astray
1: yeah and uh i know a lot of people don't like the fondant that a lot of those cakes are made of like yeah it's that, that's great. what makes it look real well i mean it's sugary frosting i'll eat it i'm not oh, gonna sure. eat like you know not a stick of it or well maybe i would eat a stick of it but yeah d- you know d- it's so much work it's like uh this is a bad comparison but it's like women who spend a lot of money on lingerie oh boy like look i appreciate it but in 20 seconds it's gonna be off anyway and then in another 20
0: seconds we'll be back on
1: (laughs) good point good point by (laughs) you i don't know i just like it's i get it like for a special occasion you want to have something cool and but then like i always feel for the person who worked their ass off making it like look at this cake it looks like a crock and we're gonna cut it open and destroy it and eat it like ugh. it's like is it art or not that's why i always get sad when i see ice sculptures like oh that's gonna be water soon
0: (laughs) oh yeah that just that got to me this week you know i've got a lot of time on my hands so i think about these things and how much i would like to just you know hey i'm done drinking this natterday. let me pick up the coaster and eat it because it's cake
1: <laughs> it's cakey
0: that would it's be cork. fantastic yeah
1: by the way uh this is the second time since you and i have started talking today that you've mentioned natterdays. days mm-hmm. if you've not tried it p- simply because you're like natural light is gross you should try natterdays. days it's pretty damn good it's very refreshing
0: yeah, it's essentially banking on the fact that regular natural light tastes basically like water, and then they just put strawberry and lemonade in there, and it tastes good. That's It's solid, and it's cheap. You can get a 30-pack. It's it's basically just like college. You can get a 30-pack of those for a decent price. Now they're getting popular, so it's a little bit bumped up in price, but I remember uh, every college was either Bush Light, Keystone... Yep. Or natty light and really at northern it was bush light and natty ice Ooh. So, oh oh we were high class <laughs> I so I my, it, it don't bother but yeah my thing was always going to uh american liquors which we called al's liquor emporium and going and getting the 30 pack of bush light for it was either 10.99 or 11.99 based on the week
1: all right. So, so that Luke, was clutch. That, that's a great, same price for the Bush Light and, and, at Lewis, which was a go to at Lewis. On special occasions, we'd get Miller Light, you know, for yeah. birthdays and things like that. Yeah. But the go to was Bush Light. We would get it from CD's Liquors, which we called CD's Nuts Liquors um, <laughs> all the time. And uh, it, I think it was the same thing. It was like 30 pack for like 11 bucks or something. Just absolute steal. Uh, and that's what everybody drank, and you need like twelve of them to feel slightly buzzed. But sure. hey, it was twelve beers.
0: Yeah, that w- that was also like right after you graduated from having a six pack of like Mike's Hard or Smirnoff Ice. Enter flavor here, and yes. it's like, wait a minute. Once I once I hit the point where I'm like, I just had a six pack of these, and I probably got diet more diabetes than I did drunk. <laughs> like that's that's a sign I need to start working towards beer.
1: Yeah, I was not a beer drinker until I was of age, but um, which is like, wow, good for you. I'm not praising myself by any means, but I just wasn't really into it. I used to drink this malt. It was almost like a Shandy, but it was a little bit heavier than that. It was called a One-Eyed Jack. Okay. It, when I was in college, it was kind of right before the craft boom started. It wasn't really a thing when I was in college. Like Craft beer was not a thing, but they had this craft beer called One-Eyed Jack. It had a winking bee on it. And it was like a lemon. It was like a lemon malt liquor beer. I think it would probably be considered a Shandy now. And that was typically my go to. But like every picture of me in college, I'm drinking those. I'm like red and sweaty because I'm just got so much sugar in me, too. Mm -hmm. Finally, when I was able to just drink like light beer, like a normal person, things got better. But yeah, uh, Bush Light was for sure the go to. But yeah, Natty, Natty Light uh, or what is it? Natter Days is really, really good. And then, Rick, you've inspired me. Last week, you talked about getting Summer Shandy. And I got some summer shandy this weekend, and I came home with it, and my wife was just like, oh, oh, my God. I haven't had that in so long, and it's exactly what I wanted. It's like threw, I threw into her because I bought it cold. Nice. And it, you know, it was like Friday at like 3 o'clock, and she was – oh, man. So we had that all weekend. Spent some time on the beach this weekend. Had like a whole beachfront to ourselves. It was awesome. So really good weekend uh, highlighted by summer shandy.
0: Yeah, that's like the – primo use of summer shandy is that specific situation i i mean i just love summer shandy i'm a sucker for lemonade so obviously natter days and summer shandy are right there for me but you also had a good food experience this week didn't you
1: i did we did some uh work in the city on saturday and then we're hungry afterwards and said let's go to pilsen we are very close to pilsen so drove through and just kind of like, you know, we were just kind of scoping things out. I, I told Hope, like, open up your, you know, just like Google, you know, best Pilsen tacos or whatever and see try to find like a, a legit source. So we found this place called Cinco Robinitos. It's on uh, 1758 West 18th Street in Pilsen. So we walk up there. They've got a really nice patio um, that's very clean. Everybody's wearing masks. So it was great. We found a patio seat like towards the end of the block where we were the only people within probably 20, 30 feet from us. Nice. And we got there early enough where they were still serving breakfast because um, they serve on Saturday and Sunday. It's breakfast from 9 a.m. to noon and the menu is incredible. But then we're like, man, we, we've been reading up on the tacos. Like, can, would they would it be cool if you made tacos for us? And they said, yeah. I always talk about when we talk about Chuck's, the Coach Anita Pabil, mm-hmm. this place. Cinco rabanitos, it's number five rabanitos, if you want to google it by the way they had pabil tacos that were absolutely the best I've ever had Ooh. I oh it was so perfect the the marinade on the pork was perfect the pickled onions were perfect it the the tortillas were amazing like you know sometimes you go for a taco and it's like okay the meat's really good But the tortillas are a little dry or like, you know, maybe they're a couple days old or whatever. Mm -hmm. At Cinco Rabinitos, everything in the taco was fresh and delicious and hot and it was absolutely great. So I got that and I got two uh, carne asada tacos. Addie got this incredible, like this huge chicken quesadilla. Hope got, uh, she always goes with El Pastor. So she got three tacos El Pastor that had like terrific pineapple in them. And so all that, so we got, so let's see, seven. So we got seven tacos and um, a giant quesadilla, and we all got drinks. It was 30 bucks Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. So if you're looking for a place, I mean, you can't go wrong in Pilsen. Um, next time we go, they've got giant tamales. They're $10 tamales because they're huge. They can, like, feed a whole table. So that's next up when we go there. But if you've got a place like that... um in your neighborhood or a place that you love in the city, let us know. I'm fatpod at gmail.com. We got an email, Rick, not to get ahead on the ask a fat thing. Someone mm-hmm. mentioned what we never talk about Indian food. Indian food's a big blind spot for me and I know it is for Rick too. So send us some suggestions. You've heard now through what, thirty some episodes or whatever we've done what we kind of like food wise get us started with indian food because i I want to go there i like spicy food i know rick does too Mm -hmm. i just don't even know where to begin or where to go exactly so if you've got suggestions please hit us up
0: yeah i'm i'm in for that too because a lot of it for me is just kind of blissful ignorance i just straight do not know outside of just hearing things spoken about on food channel or whatever but like in terms of places to go in the area I'm yeah, I just straight don't know that that's really all there is to it. That That's what stops me a lot of times is not exactly knowing the places to go and then not wanting to start with a bad experience and having that kind of spoiling it for me overall. So, yeah, any recommendations people have, I am 100% here for and willing to give stuff a try.
1: Yeah, I went to this is maybe five or six years ago. I went to Pub Royale. In the city, and that's one of the most like not one of the most, but a a fairly popular Indian food place. And I just I went with my buddies. I'm like, look, I don't know what to get. You guys just order for the table and I'll eat whatever you get. And everything was good, but I I forgot what everything was. (laughs) You know, I've had buttered chicken. I've had tikka masala. I've had like the Trader Joe's versions of the basics, and I like them. I want to go a little bit farther. I'm not the biggest fan of curry because I don't like coconut very much same but i want to try like i want to get into it i i have the willingness to figure it out and make it work so yeah let us know if you any any suggestions not just indian food but anything you think that we would like i'm fatpod at gmail.com
0: oh uh that made me think of have you watched any of the uh gordon ramsay uh what was it, undiscovered or something like that that no. is going on nat geo no mm-hmm. it is it's in a similar vein to salt, fat, acid, heat in a way okay. where it's essentially Gordon Ramsey goes to wherever it is. Like in the few episodes I've seen, he went to South Africa, he went to Tasmania, he went to India, and then there was one more that I forget where he went to, and he's essentially there for a week, he meets up with someone that he knows, and at the end of the week, him and that person cook a meal for someone important in that area. Oh, and, cool. And one of them, it was like, you know, a chief of the neighborhood or the, you know, whatever of the area. And it's it's someone of importance. And so essentially he has a week to get a crash course and to get some of the native ingredients from different parts of the area to help with his food that he's going to make. And it just made me think because the Tiki Masala was part of it. All
1: right. What's it called? And where where can I find it again?
0: It's let me look it up for sure. It's Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay Uncharted. And it's on National Geographic.
1: Cool. That sounds good. I have a cooking show recommendation as well. Uh, Padma Lakshmi, who you've seen on. Well, I don't know if you've seen her, but uh, Project Runway. um, She's beautiful. She's a model, but she's also like deep into food culture. Show on Hulu called Taste a Nation, where she goes around America and tries things that have been like, oh, the American classic, burrito. Here's the origin of the burrito, right? Like she's in like right on the Me- the border of Mexico and Texas talking about the origins of the burrito. Then she goes to Milwaukee and talks about like sausage and bratwurst and all the things there. It's really, really great. It's really, really cool. I love the um and this is what from Anthony Bourdain was a big part of this too, was the history lesson around the food Mm -hmm. i love that i love that so taste the nation on hulu you don't need to be a hulu live subscriber for it if you just have the basic like monthly i think it's like five or six bucks a month just to watch their streaming stuff it's on there it's really really good and uh like padma went into some guy's garage in milwaukee and they were like he taught her how to brew beer like from a cooler like it was really just some guy that brews at home she went to his house and learned it so it was really great and like the way the German people, like obviously Milwaukee is a huge German population, but like how World War Two, like wiped out a ton of German businesses because Americans didn't want to support German owned businesses during World War Two, and uh, like there's only a couple like truly authentic original German places left in Milwaukee. So Taste the Nation on Hulu, excellent, you'll love it. Uh, I I cannot get enough cooking shows, man. I seriously, I, I'm I, here I just with it. it makes me appreciate. And it actually makes me feel more willing to try stuff maybe I wouldn't have before because I get the idea and I kind of have an idea of the flavor they're going for and things like that. So yeah, the more of that stuff, the better. That's the one we've been watching lately, Taste the Nation. It's great.
0: So the I'll, I'll give one teaser for the Gordon Ramsay thing is I wish I remember which place it was, but he was hunting for the right type of earthworms to fish... For, i don't remember what they were looking for it was either tilapia or bass or whatever and they were just kind of i think it was i think it was in south africa because they're they're walking down this trail and it's like oh there's a bunch of giraffes oh and then like they get to this one area and there's a rhino mom and a baby and and the guy says, well, you know, just like let's keep doing our thing. If the mom get if the mom stands up, that's kind of, you know, just a, a warning sign. And if the baby gets up, we need to get out of here. And the mom gets up, like five minutes later. And Gordon's freaking out. And then the baby gets up and the guy's like, we should move this way. And Gordon is flipping <laughs> out and they're just looking for
1: like earthworms. That's awesome. All right, I'm in. You sold me. Ah, it's, it's least, so yeah, it's so good.
0: All right. One more thing that we want to get to uh, before we get to ask a fact questions is another thing that was put up on the Facebook page. And this was a choose two. But I think the best way for us to do it because there's so many options on appetizers is to power rank them because yeah, so there's,
1: there's 16 of them. Yes. And that that's tough. Uh, and, and yeah. So like Rick said, it was choose to easier to do that. When you have the picture in front of you, it says you're in charge of apps for the whole table. Choose two, but choose wisely. So here's what we have. Mac and cheese bites, sliders, calamari, wings, fried pickles, chips and guac, nachos mozzarella sticks crab cakes hummus plate Mm. quesadilla pretzel bites potato skins burrata salad Mm -hmm. cheese curds spinach and artichoke dip so clearly we're eliminating three right off the top oh 100 (laughs) i mean come on now here's the question rick and before we get into our top five we need to lay down a ground rule here okay are we choosing apps for our immediate family is it me hope and addie is it you and colleen or is it a larger group how many people are we choosing these apps for because that matters that makes a difference
0: well and that was the thing i'm wondering is are we picking just the top five best or the top five that will like complement each other for one meal like for a bunch
1: of people because i I think those are two different things well let's do this okay the the way we did the thing on facebook was we're choosing two for a large table of pizza okay Pe- <laughs> <A> large- <laughs> sorry i'm getting hungry uh, a large table of people if people want to be there too but the pizza is more important right uh so let's do that first which two did you choose in the spirit of the question and why
0: uh the two that i chose are mozzarella sticks because i i just you know mozzarella sticks are kind of a given like that's a a one with a bullet point spoiler alert and the other one i chose i i wavered a little bit on the other one because it also kind of depends on what where you're at for your main course Mm -hmm. so i went conservative in terms of staying out of the way of whatever anybody would want for their main course. And I went fried pickles. The other one I was deciding between is wings. But if you're at more of like a chicken-ish place, you're probably not going to want to have the, well, normal people wouldn't want to have chicken in your appetizer and as your your main dish. So that's why I stayed away from the wing and that's what kind of broke that tie for me.
1: That's a solid strategy. I have trouble arguing with that. Now, Uh, again my mindset was table full of friends you know maybe five or six people total and to me as much as and we'll get to this when we give our power rankings mozzarella sticks are the goat of appetizers usually most places will only give you three or four when you place an order and then that inevitably if you order that for big tables someone's going to be like oh i just won't have one And you know, they're just dying inside, right? Right. Or everyone only gets one and no one's happy. Everybody wants more than one. So that's why I struck it for the big table. Now, if you're going to do a double order, now we're talking. So I went with nachos because appetizer nachos are typically huge. Everyone can sort of pick at them at their own pace. The fastest eaters get the most, obviously, because that's a smart. But I think in terms of satisfying the most people, nachos have you covered. But unfortunately, they're not deep fried and you can't. In your right mind, have an appetizer that's not deep fried. That's why I went with the wings because they're fried. And I know Ricky made a good point about not, you know, not ordering wings when you're getting chicken as your main meal. But I think in most scenarios, you're pretty safe with a plate full of wings. And again, you get a mild. Everybody likes them. Everybody's happy. Everybody's sharing. And you got a nice little base before the main course arrives for everybody. So wings and nachos. Those are my picks. Now we have to move on to our top five and just just the power rankings they don't need to be paired they don't need to be anything like that we don't need to consider crowd sized. your favorite five apps my favorite five apps based on this list i will let you do the honors my friend
0: well i think since we kind of spoiled some of them we go one to five on this one i know it's kind of the opposite yeah. of what we normally do the one of one is mozzarella sticks just Agreed. because and that's in any form like uh is it Is it Giordano's that does, like, the triangles or whatever? But either way, just some form of mozzarella stick is delicious. It's cheese, and it's fried, and that's enough for me.
1: What more do you need to know? Right. It's fried cheese. And I've mentioned this before, but I want to make sure people are familiar with this. Leona's. There used to be a lot more Leona's in the Chicagoland area. I know there's still one on Taylor Street. And there's another one somewhere. I don't know. Look it up. There's the internet. Look up Leona's. They have mozzarella sticks that are the size of Twinkies. I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. It is the size of a Twinkie. So if you have a Leona's near you, even if you don't want to go in there for the rest of the food, the rest of the food is really good too. Order up yourself some Leona's mozzarella sticks and you're going to be thrilled. All right. That's my number one as well, Rick. What do you got for two? My number two is wings. Just because. Solid. They're.
0: They're great. They're versatile in terms of bone in, bone out, in terms of dry rub versus sauce. So, yeah, wings are just a
1: real solid number two. Okay. I need to. Can I put a bullet on something? Sure. Okay. My number two is going to be potato skins. However, if I'm in Wisconsin proper, fair. Cheese curds. Yes. Okay. Otherwise, I I I
0: think that's a great asterisk to put in there because I'm 100% with
1: that they're fried differently there's something different about the way they're fried in Wisconsin that moves them up my list but if we're in Illinois which is where this podcast is based cheese curds are not on there because of mozzarella sticks so my number two pick potato skins which is basically a meal in itself and do you feel like potato skins have sort of gone by the wayside lately are they not as common as they used to be on menus I I do agree with that and one of the reasons
0: that potato skins are a little lower on my list is because of just sometimes you can get some duds. I yeah. mean, You can get some ones where that skin is not crispy and it's just a little soggy and it's just kind of whatever. And that, you know, that worries me. So. That's why I love a great potato skin. And yeah, that's why high it's, sewing it's, low floor. Exactly. It's on my list, but it's I I can't put it at number two. Okay, what's your number three? My number three is fried pickles, just because I think compared to a lot of the other stuff on here, it, a lot of the stuff is really heavy, which you know we're normally we're here for. But if you want just that <laughs> little bit of break for it from it, yeah, the fried pickle is awesome. It it also can depending on how they cut it. It can be almost like a fry substitute, you know, like just in your appetizer. It's something where, again, you can have a boatload of of them on the plate. Everybody can partake and they're delicious. So, yeah, uh, not a fan of pickles. I I can understand. I understand that. So, like, yeah, if this was for I'm trying to get it for an entire table, I understand that. But, you know, there's enough people that like them, and they're always seasoned with, like, the best ones are seasoned with, like, paprika or a little cayenne or something like that to really give them a kick, too. So it's not like a pure spicy pickle like you get with barbecue, but it's, it's fried, and you get a little bit of a kick to it.
1: I need to get over the pickle hump. This is something that I'm going to solve. I, the concept of a nice, crunchy pickle is really appealing to me, but I just don't love the taste of them. I just don't. But then Rick, I remember the I vinegary? told you about? It? I don't know. I know because I like the vinegary barbecue sauce. Hmm. I don't know what it is. And I told you when, for Eddie's birthday, she got a crave case from the drive-by birthday parade. Yeah. And for the first time in my life, I did not take the pickles out. And I'm like, all right, fine, I can live with this. So I I will work hard to get pickles in my life. Um. All right, number three on my list. It was your number two. I'm going with wings. That's my number three pick for all the reasons you listed and more. All right, my four
0: was your two in terms of potato skins, because they're good. You can have them more plain. You can have them loaded. It's fairly versatile. It hits a lot of different spots for taste buds with, you know, getting the potato, getting the sour cream. If you want the green onion or scallion or whatever, like get all that stuff on there. Bacon too, because
1: what's bacon, healthy Because green onions.
0: Right, of course. So yeah, that's my four.
1: Okay, my four is nachos. Uh, Like I said in the last category, feeds a lot of people, always delicious. You know, you can have the healthy ones that don't have as much cheese on them. You know, you can have that one. That one's good for you because there's no cheese. Um, But I just think, like, very few things satisfy like a big plate of nachos. The best I've ever had, Austin's Saloon. Is that what it's called? We had a bunch of remotes there. And they, brings ba- a basi- yeah, they basically bring out like, you know, the the silver tray you get at Chipotle when you dine in. Mm-hmm. Remember dining in? Remember yeah. that? Let's live in that time. Uh, they basically just put the nachos on there and throw them in the oven. Those are the best I've ever had. But nachos are terrific. The, you know, uh, bad nachos are still pretty good. And good nachos are great. So I like the uh, floor-to-ceiling ratio on those. Mm-hmm. So that's my number four nachos.
0: I, I understand that. The thing I don't like about nachos, and this actually uh, goes back to my no milk in my cereal thing is I don't like that. It feels like nachos are a race against the clock (laughs) because (laughs) uh, like if you gave me nachos with just the cheese on it, if there's meat, like put the meat on there and then all the other stuff is kind of off to the side and you kind of make it own on your own plate. That's fine. But I hate when you get only a couple minutes in or you get closer to the center and the integrity of the chip is just totally gone.
1: Yeah. Have I told you about a hopes thing with nachos, like stadium nachos? Hmm. We'll order nachos at a Hawks game or whatever, and she'll take three tortilla chips and put them halfway in the cheese. okay? Okay. Then she leaves them there for the entirety of the nacho eating experience. So when she finishes off the rest, she's got those three that are half soggy, half crunchy. She does that on purpose. All right. That's weird. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, I always I give eat her them. Credit,
0: to... <laughs> I give her credit for the thought,
1: but that's weird. I always eat them to make her mad. Like when she turns her head, I'm like, yoink! She's like, damn you! That's been in there for 25 minutes. I'm like, exactly. Yeah, I I'm don't, saving you from yourself.
0: Yeah, I don't like the soggy nature of of an older nacho chip. Like that part bothers me. If yeah, like if they had all the stuff off to the side, and you can kind of you know build your own little nacho plate as you go, I'm willing to do more work to keep the integrity of the chip. That's the only reason nachos are not on my list. But then again, I have had some incredible nachos. Uh, Miller's Alehouse in Lombard has, I'm pretty sure that's considered Lombard still. uh, They have very good nachos. The chicken nachos they have there are pretty fantastic.
1: Miller's the, it's like a chain, right? Yep. What are the chicken tenders they have? They're called like Fire Zingers or something. Zingers. Yes, yes, those are really good. The uh
0: their spicy chicken sandwich which is called I think it's the Big Red. That yeah. is really really good. I love that sandwich there.
1: I think it's the same sauce just on a sandwich instead of a tender. All right, what's your number five? By the way, before we hit the break, I got one thing I forgot to mention that I have to mention on the podcast. Okay.
0: So give me your number five and I'll give you mine. So my number five was very much like the NBA bubble where it's like, you know, when you get down to number five, I don't know how many people truly care, but there were like five (laughs) combatants for this and I really struggled over it. Um, I was deciding between mac and cheese bites, sliders, quesadilla, pretzel bites, and cheese curds. I think when it comes down to it, I'm going to go with the quesadilla because you can get the different meats in it. You get a little bit of the crisp from the tortilla. So that, and then you can get some pico in there. You can, you can be a little creative with it as well. So I'm going with quesadilla as my number five.
1: Okay. That's a solid pick. My number five is sliders. And here's why. Um, If I'm not sure what to order, and i'm like ah, you know like this place has the, it looks like they got good burgers it looks like they got good you know buffalo chicken and good pulled pork you know i'm gonna do all three for the appetizer i'm gonna get because they usually will let you mix and match your sliders true so i'll do like a pulled pork i'll do a buffalo chicken and i'll do a, a burger slider i'm like all right good all three itches have been scratched and i feel good about that now whatever i order is just you know the cherry on the sundae um Typically would not go with sliders, but if I'm having a really hard time deciding, I think sliders are a really good way to kind of sample everything at the restaurant. If it's your first time and you say like, oh, maybe this is somewhere I would come back to. Maybe my entree I didn't love, but I remember that that pulled pork slider I had was phenomenal. So next time I come here, I'll make sure to get the pulled pork because I know it's good. That's the slider is it's multifunctional. It is an appetizer and it is a scouting tool.
0: Yeah, that's, that is a true fat hack because that is a great way to, <laughs> to look at the slider. Like I love sliders too, but there are some places where I feel like they just put them on the menu and they it's essentially still just a small burger to them and they don't treat it as something a little bit different and it's just kind of an afterthought. And that that's one of the things that worries me sometimes. That could also be one of those, if you need a key to know how good of a restaurant is, maybe you get the sliders, see how seriously they take them and i think right. that could be that could be a good indicator
1: that yeah well i've been i've been leaning on your um uh hot link as barbecue quality indicator and and so far it has not failed me That's i know a, a few
0: things but that is one of the things that i do know well
1: <laughs> all right speaking of fat hacks this is a big one for breakfast fans here's what you'll need essential to this is a nonstick pan okay like the kind where you put food in there, and it's like whoop, 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 just slides around like there's Vaseline on the pan. I didn't have one. I went to Target. I got the red copper. It's called. I got it for 14 bucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's what you do. Two eggs. Well, first, if you want to, you put butter in the pan, melt butter in the pan. Why not? Right? Two eggs, scramble them. Okay. They're scrambled. Pour them in the pan. Immediately take two slices of bread, dip them in the the scrambled egg mixture and then flip them over and put them down again so you have the egg dip side up while the other side is soaking in the eggs that are cooking i have my stove set at about four my stove goes up to eight so i have it on like it's about meat that would be exactly medium right yes the eggs are cooked in about 30 seconds So as soon as you can start moving the entire thing around, I get like a little spatula, you know, and I nudge it. And as soon as the entire concoction starts to move around on its own, flip the whole thing over. Okay. So you're going to have one mass of egg and two pieces of bread that will now be face up. Okay. Take one half. You put the cheese on there. The other half, whatever protein you want. Then you close the sandwich. Okay. Let it grill on one side, flip it like a grilled cheese on the other you have the best breakfast sandwich you'll ever have and the entire process from start to finish is about four minutes absolutely huh. the best it's a if you're looking for it i guess it went viral on tiktok that's where i first heard of it so just google like tiktok egg sandwich and you'll get a million results i had my doubts i'm like this can't be good it can't be this easy as long as you have a nonstick pan. It is the easiest thing you'll ever do. I made three of them this morning for my family. It took me to make three of these sandwiches from start to finish eight minutes. Wow. Yeah. All right. They're amazing. They're so good. It's so good. It's so easy. Uh, So, yeah, try those. Make sure you try those. They're absolutely phenomenal. The other thing you should try, and a lot of you have been trying it, Dr. Squatch Soap Company, One of our partners, they have had so much success with I'm Fat Podcast listeners, and I'm glad you guys have gotten involved and bought some Dr. Squatch soap. Go to DrSquatch.com, enter the promo code, I'm Fat. You'll save on your order while helping the podcast at the same time. Top right corner, you're going to see the Squatch quiz. It'll tell you what sort of products will fit your needs the best. I had dry, cracked, bleeding, awful skin on my hands, on my arms, everywhere. Saw a Dr. Squatch ad on Instagram, immediately bought some, and within a couple days, there was a noticeable difference. I've been using Dr. Squatch now for two or three months. My skin's never been healthier. My hair's never been healthier. People have actually said it to me. Like, man, your hands look a lot better than they used to. People were noticing. That's how bad they were. This week, I got to try out a new scent, the Crisp IPA, opened up the box, and immediately hit with the aroma of orange peel. Oh Oh. my God. It smelled so good. The soap smells like a blue moon tastes. That's the best description I can give you. And as you exfoliate with that soap, the scent of the orange and of the hops, oh, it's intoxicating. It smells so good. Get the hair care kit. If you're going to invest in high quality soap, premium soap, like Dr. Squatch, you're going to want to get that soap saver, but go to drsquatch.com, use promo code I'm fat, and you will save on your order. And Rick, I know... You got your shipment of Squatch this week. I'm
0: really excited because, uh, so I open up, so the way the way it works in my condo is all the packages get put in one central location. So I had to go to, I got a call to go downstairs, bring stuff up. Uh, Colleen is sitting on the couch and I open, up, I open it up and I was excited because I was like, hey, I got my Dr. Squatch stuff. And just the immediate aroma from the mm-hmm. cool, fresh aloe.
1: Oh, it's the best. Yeah. That to me is the best scent. That's the best scent.
0: Yeah, so that that's that's the first one. So I got that and I got the eucalyptus Greek yogurt. So the mm-hmm. so I got the one with the aloe, so it helps, you know, keep my skin a little more you know less dry. And then the exfoliating action from the eucalyptus Greek yogurt. I'm gonna use that one
1: second. Yeah, don't eat that one, Rick. It's not actual yogurt. Oh oh. <laughs> Is it oh. too late? We'll it, get you more. It's yeah, okay.
0: Okay. But then I also, and this was the interesting part to me. I'm not someone that really ever wears cologne, and I never had a beard until recently, but I got the Beechwood Bourbon Cologne, Mm. and you see the bottle, and it's like, okay, it's not that large of a bottle, but when you you take a whiff, you realize how potent it is. You don't need much at all. One dab, and you're set. You're copacetic. It's good. And then with the beard oil, the Lakeside Bourbon, Mm. woo. That one, <laughs> I mean, you smell it and it's like a nice, strong bourbon scent, with just that little bit of like a little bit of light, like I feel like I could be sipping on bourbon, sitting out on a porch at a lake house, and it's in my beard and it's perfect. So that sounds I, perfect. The, I I'm really excited by just how good the quality of the scents are. Yeah. So. Once, you know, this beard gets a little more filled in again and I start using that, I can't wait to start smelling like bourbon.
1: Yep. DrSquatch.com. Use that promo code. I'm fat. Me, 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 but also you. The pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, The only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty
0: Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats.
0: All right. First ask a fat question comes from someone that we know well. Adam Studzinski from The Score. Oh. He said, first time, first time. Is there such a thing as too much cheese?
1: Yes, I think there is, Rick. What? I do. I think there's such thing as too much cheese. There is a pizza place that everyone in Chicagoland knows. I will not name it because a lot of people like it. You know what it is. But there's a time you go there and they load on all the toppings. Okay. There's a lot of sausage. There's a lot of green pepper. Whatever you get on there. Would there's a Would you say lot.
0: they lay it on thick?
1: I would say they lay it on thick. Thank you, Rick. I would Mm -hmm. say that. Um, But every time I go there, it's like too much. It's too much of all of it. Uh, Sometimes, and it's good. It tastes really good. Mm -hmm. But, man, it's like two pieces. I'm like, and then sometimes it's a race against the clock, if you know what I'm talking about. It's a little too much cheese for me. I can go there and say light on the cheese, but then what kind of a fat would I be? True. True. So, yes, I do think there is such thing as too much cheese, but it's very rare.
0: Yeah, I tend to disagree. Now, the thing is, you do need to have the balance, of, especially in the pizza context. It's not as much about having too much cheese as sometimes having not enough sauce.
1: Mm, Good point.
0: That can be something that I think is a difference maker. There are some places where they have more cheese than normal, but they have the same amount or maybe slightly less sauce. But really i'm even i'm trying to think of any context where too much cheese
1: really registers that's really the only the only time i can think of it is like man this is hurting me i'm in physical pain from this
0: yeah that that's i'm i'm stumped so i think studs is wrong (laughs) so and i don't mind calling him out directly because you know yeah he's not a fat no he's not he's even a runner
1: anyway yeah. He's lucky we answered one question. Right. All right, got one here from Greg. He says, Dear Jay and Rick, years ago, Frito Lay had a limited release of guacamole potato chips and guacamole Doritos during the guacamole craze. Personally, I thought the guacamole lay's potato chips were much better than the Doritos ones, but I did enjoy them both. Do you guys remember these chips? And if so, do you have any thoughts? I did not I remember both of them. Mm-hmm. The guacamole lays were not appealing to me at all. Like I just I was like, no, I, it just didn't sound like it because Lay's does a lot of those kind of experimental potato chips. And sometimes I'm in, sometimes I'm out with those. I was kind of like, no, I'll just get chips and guac and call it a day. The Doritos ones, I liked them, but I could tell they were more of like a trying to cash in on a fad. I don't miss them, but if they were at a party, I would definitely eat them. So that that's my take on it. I didn't love them or hate them, but they were just kind of like, all right, I get it. I see what they're trying to do, but I'd much rather have cool ranch or, or nacho.
0: Agreed. Yeah, I'm just, I don't truly dislike avocado or avocado or guac. I'm just like, okay, it's fine. It's it doesn't draw me in, so I never tried either. So I don't have much to say in that regard. But this this was a thing I, uh, uh, Parkins and Spiegel called me up to see why I was kind of eh on avocado and also kind of eh on cream cheese. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I just quack doesn't do anything for me. I don't think it brings enough to the table for a the prices that it requires yeah, and expensive. also and also just the pub that it has. I mean, okay, I understand people want fat as, you know, evidenced by this podcast and that's considered <laughs> quote unquote good fat or yes. whatever as if there's a bad kind, but I don't know. I'm just I'm just kind of out.
1: I so here's the thing we talk about the Florida ceiling ratio a lot most to me most guacamole is pretty ordinary I could take it or leave it if it's there I'll eat it if it's not I won't miss it but good guac like table side guac made correctly mm-hmm. is amazing like if you get someone who knows what the hell they're doing with guacamole like yesterday my brother-in-law came over and brought guacamole from a Mexican grocery store and it was like Damn it, we ate that entire tub in about 20 minutes. It was that good. But most of the time, it's just like kind of bland tasting. There's not a lot of flavor. But if you get someone who can get the jalapeno to onion to tomato ratio correct in there, it's really, really great. But I agree with you. Like for the price, if I'm going to spend money on guac, I have to know it's elite guac. But I will say, Chipotle's guac is really damn good i don't get it on my burrito ever if i ever get guac it's just to eat with chips but i will say chipotle's guacamole is really really good
0: okay so if you have
1: if you try that and didn't like it you probably just won't like guac
0: i have not had it from there because i don't want to have to give up my firstborn child to get it
1: <laughs> it's not that much more
0: it's a little bit more i don't remember it's how a, much
1: but it's not that much Eh, whatever what i'll my treat guac when next time we're allowed to see people okay all right i got one from uh the facebook here he says have you guys watched trailer park boys i have seen it i have not watched it like i know what it is but i've never watched it how about you okay and he says favorite drink slash food to binge with he offers swish rum and what is swish i don't know what swish is rum and coke cock of pepperoni i'm gonna pass on that one chicken fingers and jalapeno chips i don't know what cock of pepperoni is you say pepperoni on the radio (laughs) I'm hesitant to Google this. <laughs> cock of pepperoni. Oh boy. Uh, uh, that's it. Okay. Well mm, now <laughs> is that- I'm mm, all nah, right. Uh, uh, okay. Th- we're gonna reach out for help on this one too. I'm fatbot at gmail.com. Is cock of pepperoni an official measurement for pepperoni size? Cause as I Google it, it seems to be <laughs> like this pepperoni is three cocks. I don't know if I'm right i i'm not trying to be crass or anything i truly don't know please hit us up anyway tom's question is what is the food drink we binge with for me it's it's wings and beer unlimited on both if i'm gonna have a day where i just like throw caution to the wind which is most days in my life Mm -hmm. to be honest um just like all the wings i can possibly stomach and some cheap ass like miller high life which is my go-to typical beer uh ice cold you know out on the patio that's that's a perfect day for me
0: chips and queso if i can
1: Oh, yeah. Good pick. And
0: beer. Yep. I mean, yeah, if you can work yourself into a good buzz while just sitting there and just binging whatever it is, I mean, that's living. Oh, it, it really is. So, I mean, like, I, I had a I had a day where uh, Colleen was at work, and at this point, we only had one functioning car. So, what I did is I door dashed uh, Qdoba. I got my steak burrito and I got the chips and queso. So those were sitting for me at home. And then I had two Cayman Jack margaritas left, started with those, then went down (laughs) to some natter days. And that is, friends, what I called a day.
1: And a hangover. (laughs) No,
0: I, I am, knock on wood, I am pretty consistent at not getting hangovers. I think I've had like two or three ever and that's because good. i'm an easier blackout so it's kind of a trade off
1: oh, okay there you go well, i would good read- for you
0: i would rather have my way of it though <laughs> i can i can deal with being like so uh so after this happened uh what went down huh that was that was a big part of college the so, day after uh, parties
1: did my pants stay on or no
0: right well i woke <laughs> up with pants on that's a plus
1: yeah there you go speaking of of pepperoni <laughs> I have to that was you me.
0: Okay, this question comes from Kyle. Who is the most famous non-fictional fat?
1: Ooh. I think w- first comes to mind is Winston Churchill, right? Probably mm-hmm. more people in the world know who that is than any fat person. I mean, Oprah was forever joked about for her weight, but she's never she was heavier for a while, but she's not fat now and she wasn't fat when she started. I think she was just kind of a punchline, which I didn't think was really fair. Um, I've got one. Yeah. What do you got? Buddha. Buddha's pretty famous.
0: And is, so I've (laughs) seen some, now I Googled this. There is some debate of, is it truly Buddha that is that fat? I'm going to go with yes, because I want
1: to. Yeah. I think that's the correct answer. It's Buddha or Chris Farley. It's one of the two.
0: That's fair. Pretty pretty close in terms of profile too. Just, you
1: know stature literally
0: and figuratively
1: Just the hair's different yeah that's all all right i got one here from bobby it's a two-part question what would be your last meal and also what was your worst dining experience ever he says he once found a staple in his potato salad at fatties whoa okay so in
0: elementary school there was a kid that was sitting across from me that found a staple in his hamburger and his dad was a lawyer so oh. that was the wrong kid to have get that burger oh dope that's not great no i don't know what ended up happening with that but uh but yeah he raised some concerns i could yes, say at the moment as you time. should yes of course i'm trying to think of worst outside like from the food i'm not trying to th- yeah I'm it's trying- just bad food yeah. i had
1: one when i went to denny's once and uh ordered a stack of pancakes and went to pour the syrup and i did and there were cigarettes in the syrup dispenser
0: mm.
1: and i know like obviously the people at denny's didn't do that it was the punk the punk youths that were there before me that stuck their burned out cigarettes in the syrup dispenser but as i poured syrup on my pancakes i saw two burned cigarette butts in the uh dispenser and there was lipstick on one of them which is absolutely gross Ugh.
0: i know yeah. i've gotten raw wings from hooters before Ooh,
1: that's right i got a raw i got a raw spicy chicken from wendy's once Ugh. Yeah, it was gross. Yeah. That... You're bite into raw chicken? Mm-hmm. It's did I bad. I bite into. Mm. I
0: know. I know what I did is it looked a little off. Yeah. So I cut it open.
1: Mm. And
0: I'm glad I did
1: because. Good move by you.
0: Yeah, that was. But that one was the... not
1: great. Somebody brought, and I truly don't remember, some sponsor brought raw food to the score once. Really? <laughs> it was like raw chicken or raw. Like. Someone's like, hey, no, don't it was Shane's like, don't eat the chicken, don't He's like screaming at people, <laughs> don't eat the chicken. Like, okay, All like, right. Shane, you know, you're too big of a you're an elitist with your food. He's like, no, really, you'll die. Like, oh yeah, okay, but yeah, I bit into a uh, like a spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's and it was like cold and like, ugh. Yeah. I don't want to describe the texture of biting into uh, ugh, it's gross. But what would your last meal be following up on Bobby's saying, mine's oh. easy, mine's a sausage pizza from Los Angeles, no question.
0: Yeah, mine would be probably, I'm trying to think of things that I've had. Boy, the steak I had at Gibson's was pretty fantastic. So maybe, shoot, maybe it'd just be like the meal I had at Gibson's. If we're keeping it simple to like one place where you could feasibly get it as your last meal, probably a Gibson's New York Strip. I go medium. I'm, you know, I can't get myself to go medium rare yet, but I go medium uh, the potatoes, just the mashed potatoes are fantastic. And then if I can get all of that slice of the chocolate pie that they have, give me every bit of that. It was fantastic. Now, I wouldn't have as much entertainment as I did last time because that was when uh, Lawrence Holmes took Tony Gill and I out so that Tony could have what a real see what a real steak is like. Yes, since he thought every steak (laughs) was the same because he had Uh. one once at Outback Steakhouse.
1: (sighs) Tony, 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 because Tony remains Tony. (laughs) <laughs> and members of Tony Tony Tony. <laughs> oh man. We're getting long on this podcast. You want to do yeah. one more each? Uh All right, yeah, it, befo- it's your it's your turn.
0: Yeah, before we do that though, I do want mm-hmm. to bring up that we are sponsored by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels, and they obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best for your grooming experience. So we've talked a lot about the lawnmower 3.0. It's got the third generation. It's the third generation trimmer with the cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce those manscaping accidents so that everybody is safe in every way possible. It's their new advanced skin safe technology. Now, the thing that's come in handy for me, especially this weekend, uh, my in-laws had a garage sale. So I was out there kind of doing some of the work for that was the crop preserver which is the deodorant for down there mm. and boy does that come in? it's really really clutch you just you know you hit the entire area that you're trying to cover and it keeps everything uh chill the chafing aspect is basically non-existent even when it's some of the temperatures and humidity that we had this weekend so i laid that on thick as we talked about that earlier so you get that, especially if you get yourself the perfect package, because you end up getting the crop. You get the lawnmower 3.0, the Crop Preserver, the Crop Revival. It is perfect that my wife just walked in right now with my lunch. Uh, <laughs>
1: All right, we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up.
0: Oh, no. it's No, we're good. We're good. You also get the bag to carry everything in if you're moving around, and if you use promo code i'm fat at manscape.com you get 20% off your order and free shipping so that's pretty huge to be able that's to get deal. all that stuff because i wasn't sure about you know going a little more high end for for that area of my body mm-hmm. but you know what it makes a difference as much as i was kind of hoping it wouldn't make as much of a difference it totally does so i highly recommend that you do go to manscape.com use promo code i'm fat you get 20% off and free shipping. That free, that free shipping is pretty huge, especially around now with everything being up in the air. So not having to worry about any cost for that is big time. So if you want to treat yourself a little bit, make yourself feel better, you know, make it nicer for others, then go to manscaped.com, 20% off and free shipping with promo code I'm fat.
1: All right. I've got a question here from Sarah. She says, My husband thinks a bucket of fried chicken is bad beach food. What is a good food to have on the beach? It's a good question. I could Mm -hmm. see, you know, fried chicken's good everywhere. I could see the argument for not being great for the beach because you've got a bucket. There's sand flying everywhere. And as soon as a little bit of sand gets on that chicken, you're done. It's over. You can't eat it. It's disgusting. You've also got the seagull issue and the disposal of the bones issue. So that's why fried chicken maybe wouldn't be great. I mean, if it was there, I would eat the hell out of it without question. I wouldn't even hesitate. But I could see that good beach food. I think when I'm beach, I'm always thinking just kind of like a sandwich, right? Like a sub or a, something. I'm gonna finish. that requires minimal utensils, mm-hmm. minimal napkins, those sort of things. Something I can maybe wrap up and go back to quickly. I would say a perfect beach meal would be a sub sandwich. Subs are good. I think you people. I've seen some people
0: grill on the beach. Grill like having a hot dog give me mm. give me a hot dog uh that <laughs> is perfect i think that's even even though it may be a little bit of cleanup the fact that you mentioned you know if sand gets on anything i think nachos would be a solid choice at that point because you could just you know ditch those couple nachos that get some of the sand on them and then you have the rest of them and it's delicious so i think there are still plenty of options and then that's a spot where especially if you go more of the grill aspect then having watermelon with it Mm. yeah let's let's go with the watermelon or the strawberries, something like that that's good eating
1: yeah that's now i'm hungry great good job
0: that's what i'm here for oh and actually along the same lines my last question comes from the twitter at i'm fat pod the orange mamba wants to know how many hot dogs is a serving
1: at least two yeah at least two
0: it's either two or three especially if you're at a party where they're going to be grilled throughout the entire time and they're going to be there for a while. If it's in that setting, I say three. If it's in a normal setting, I say two.
1: Yeah. I I think when I sit down, like if I go to a place and order hot dogs, I usually get like two with fries and a drink, whatever, and maybe a tamale, right? But if I'm cooking them at home, three is pretty realistic. If it's like three with chips or maybe like some mac and cheese or something, or maybe fruit in an odd occasion, uh, I'm doing three easily, easily three. But typically for like a drive through or a Portillo's type place, it's two plus sides.
0: Absolutely. So we want to know your thoughts on that as well. At I'm Fat Pod, facebook.com slash I'm Fat Pod, and I'm Fat Pod at gmail.com. Remember, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. If you have done so already, thank you, thank you, thank you. If not, please take care of that. You know, we want to give you as much content as we can and get, you know, as much profile so we can get the best Ask a Fat questions and just have as much interaction with everybody out there as possible. So also tell a friend uh, because we always want to, shockingly, we want to expand (laughs) our community as well as our waistlines. It's just something that naturally we want to do. It's something that we're good at. Uh, And also check out our sponsors, Dr. Squatch and Manscaped. The promo codes for both of those are I'm Fat. When you go to each of those websites, those help us out as well. So until next time, he is Jay, I'm Rick, and this is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right, I think we got a lot accomplished here today.
1: (laughs) It's time for some straight talk. Tax returns could look a little different this year. So when the big carriers start trying to get you to splurge on the latest nonsense, just tune it out. With Straight Talk Wireless, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199. Plus, get our unlimited plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense. Tune into Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart and Walmart.com. Savings may vary. See StraightTalk.com.
0: At Simple Mobile, you get the no contract advantage. Those other mobile companies
1: make you think you're in control, but you're really not. Simple Mobile is different. You can get a powerful nationwide 5G network all without a contract. It's the reliability you need when you need it. With no mystery fees, no activation fees, and no contract ever. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. 5G capable device and SIM required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. 5G upload speeds not yet available.